can have bad habits are hard to break. Last week, we described bad habits as most often referred to as usual, a usual way of behaving or a tendency that someone has settled into. It's a routine of behaviors that repeat regularly and tend to occur subconsciously. So we do things by habit that we have formed in our life. And some of those habits just seem to be hard to break. Anybody remember the scripture that we left off on last week? Did we finish Romans 6 or we're going to start on it? Psalm, Psalm 19. So let's, let's quickly go to Psalm 19. everyone had a <clears throat> pretty decent fast day today. Psalm 19 and the verses 12. Let's read that please. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from my secret faults. Keep also presumptuous sin. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from this great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. When we look at that passage of scripture, we find that in, the, in that book of Psalms, David told the Lord, who can understand his error? Cleanse me from secret faults. Sometimes we have uh, faults that we overlook or we don't even think they're faults. Sometimes we have faults that, is so, that we think is so small and insignificant so we don't pay them any attention. So David here was telling, he was telling the Lord, Lord, you know the secret faults in me. Cleanse me from my secret faults. Them faults that you don't, don't nobody know but you, that you think, but God know them. So David was going to the right source, the one that know all about him, so he was going to the right source to clean him up. Then he said, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. He said, Keep back thy servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. And, 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 and we have to be careful because guess what? Some sins will come in and, and, and dominate our life. Amen? It will come in and dominate our life. And, 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 and then we'll, we'll begin to think that's a way of life. Like for instance, some folks... Lie so much, they think ain't nothing wrong with it. Huh? Amen. 
Some folks got them little uh, uh, short end curse words. They think ain't nothing wrong with them. Come on, somebody. That they use them in their sentence every day. Amen. So then he said, don't let them have dominion over me, Lord. And then he said, and I'll be upright and shall be innocent from the great transgression. You need God to clear us up so that we don't have a great transgression upon us when we meet him. Because we all got to face it. Now, it's going to be sad to think that when we go and face him that we got everything clean, everything, everything straight, Lord. And get up there and he get to calling off that stuff that you thought was too small. Get to calling off that stuff that you think wasn't important. Huh? He get to calling off that stuff that you thought was cute. Huh? And didn't realize that it was you, you were the transgressor. Amen. So, these habits that we have, we need to work toward killing them before they kill us. Then he said, Lord, let my mouth and the meditation of my heart oh, be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, so what we talk and how we feel, we got to check it out and see if it's acceptable to God. Acceptable in thy sight, Lord. And God, I need you to be my strength over it. I need you to be my strength over the secret sin. I need you to be strength over my mouth. And God, I need you to give me strength that I can meditate upon you in my heart. That whatever I do would be acceptable unto you. Because you and you only is my redeemer. Amen. God the only one can save you. God was the only one that, 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 that had a hand in your redemption. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 40, verse 12. Forty, twelve, and thirteen. Let's read them, please. For the immutable evil has compassed me about. My iniquity have taken hold upon me, so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fell at me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Oh, Lord, make haste to help. Don't waste no time, God, because I need some help. Huh? You know, we got to get out of this thing that we think that we are all right when we're not. And he said, for in innumerable evils have compassed about me. Lord Jesus, ain't no telling how much stuff we got stored up in us. That God been trying to get out of us. Huh? Innumerable evils. Wow. Have compassed about me. My iniquity 
has taken such hold on me that I am not able to look. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know what he said? He said, I got so much on me that I need God to help me. For I can't even hold my head up. In other words, he's saying, because of what I've been trapped in, I don't have no real joy. And folks that don't have no real joy, they'll go out and try to buy some. I know that's right. You go out and try to buy you some joy. Whether it's Seagram 7, Blue Goose, Moo Goose, huh? Blunt. Come on now. This stuff ain't new to you. And if that's too weak, you'll go get you some Coke. Why? Because you can't hold up your head because you don't have no joy, so you go out and buy you some. But you know what he said? Your iniquity and the numerous of evil that is up on you, David said, they are more than the hairs on my head. Ooh. Don't make no difference to do shave it off. God know every spot that it was at. And he can pull it up by the roots. Come on, somebody. He said, I know. So if God knows every hair that's on your head, therefore he knows everything about you. And he said, therefore my heart fell at me. You know, you can always tell when there's no joy. Well, there is no praise. You ain't got no joy. There's one thing that I found out you can't do. You can't fake a praise. Huh? If it ain't in you to praise God, you ain't going to praise him. Because you know why he ain't going to praise you? Because that little man going to keep you in that chair. Gonna, every time you get ready to get up, he's going to push you back down. Remember, he's going to tell you, remember the mess you in. You can't praise God. Remember the stuff you do. You can't praise God. So he keep pushing you down every time you try to break loose to get a praise. Then he shuts your mouth. He put a zipper on your mouth. Zip your lip that you can't even let them depart to show your teeth. Come on, somebody. Amen. See, uh, you sit out there. We see it from up here. Come on, somebody. Amen. We can see when trouble is on you. Amen. So, so you need to tell the Lord, send me some help, God. I need some help. He said, oh, Lord, make haste to help me. Come quickly, Lord. Don't waste no time. I need some immediate help. Somebody said, well, I'll just wait till tomorrow and ask him. Baby, you better ask him why today is day. Because tomorrow ain't promising nobody. You better get your help when God is willing to give you some help. Come on, somebody. Because this may be the evening of your last breath. And you just don't know it. 
Amen. Let's go. Go to Psalm 56. Psalm 56, in the verses 13. Am I right? Let's read that verse. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wow. Wait a minute. Let's bag up. And go from 10 and come down. In God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise. And see that's the thing about it. That we ain't got no joy about the word of God. And don't know it. Don't, don't, don't have sense enough. No it was the word of God that's saving you. Come on somebody. And you can't rejoice over the word of God. But let somebody tell one of those jokes, you'll be laughing up a stone. Come on now. And the verse 11 says, In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises. Oh, you supposed to render praises unto God. Huh? You supposed to render praises unto God for all that He done done for you. Don't make no difference if He ain't done nothing new. You baby, you better check your past. You better check how you got here. You gotta better check how you came to the point of calling on His name. When you come to the point of how you start calling on His name, that's enough within itself for you to start giving Him some praise, cause He pulled you up out of a dark place. Come on, somebody. You better remember the dark place that he pulled you up out of and start giving them praise. Lord, I'm glad that you pulled me up out of that dark place. So you got a reason to give God some praise. Amen. And then the 13th verse says, For thou hast delivered my soul. Wow. Before we came to the church, before we came to grips of who God was, the sinners of our soul was death. Huh? We was on death row and didn't even know it. We was on death row and the sinners was hell and we didn't even know it. We were just going on like everything was okay. We were living for the moment. We were living for the day. We thought that we had it going on and you were going on, but you weren't having it going on. You were going on down the hill. Come on, somebody. For thou hast delivered my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. God keep you from falling for a reason. And the reason is that you may walk before him and be perfect. That you may walk before God in the light of living. He didn't keep you from falling just for you to haphazardly serve him. But he kept you from falling because he wanted you to walk before him 
in the light of living. Come on, somebody. Amen. God kept you from falling so that you can be a showcase to the world. Hello? And that showcase to the world is to show them that there is a living God. He's not dead. He's not sitting on nobody's post. He's not sitting on nobody's shelf. He's not on no cross because he done come down. He done come down, went to the grave, and he done rose again. And you supposed to be that living epistle that let them know that God still lives. But guess what? Your habits won't let you. Your bad habits got you chained down. And every time you get ready to praise God, your bad habits and that bad spirit tell you, shut up. And you obey it. You won't fight your way out of it. You won't try to break out of jail. Come on, somebody. But if you was in the literal jail, somebody even gave you an opportunity to get hold of that key. You get that key and break up out of there running. You'll be a fugitive on the run. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So why don't you break out of that jail that the devil got you tied up in? Huh? He already making you a fugitive. He's making you a fugitive from God. Wow. Well, let's go to Romans chapter 7. be a fugitive from God. You know why? Because ain't nowhere to run and ain't nowhere to hide. Huh? When you're a fugitive from God, he already know where you at and where you headed. Come on, somebody. He can be there before you get there. <laughs> oh. My, 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 my. Romans 7, verses, starting at verse 14. And it says, For we know that law is spiritual, but carnal soul under sin. I am flesh, but I am a creature of flesh, carnal unspiritually. Having been sold unto slavery under control of the sin that I'm in. Wow. And you think you in control. You ain't in control of nothing. Huh? Don't you know if you was in control, you wouldn't have never been in that dark place. You wasn't in control. That's why God had to pull you out of that dark place. Because you let your feet slip. Huh? You let your feet slip and you fell in that dark place and didn't, know, didn't have no way to get out. Amen. What verse? Let's read it. For that why I... For what I would that I do not, I do I not. But what I hate... Holy, 
Do that make sense to y'all? Huh? I'm going to read it to you so it can make some sense to you. It said, For that which I do, I allow not. Wow. That what God wants you to do, that's what you don't do. For what I would, that do I not. Oh, Lord, have mercy. The will of God that you would do, that's what you don't do. But, he said, but what I hate, Lord, have mercy, that I do. Huh? You hate sin, but you love to do it. Huh? You love, you hate dirt, but you love the wall in it. You love being, you hate being a pig, but you study hollering, onk, onk, onk. Huh? Come on now. Care yeah, how much you clean a pig up? He's going back to the mud. You can clean him up. If it's a female, you can put a bow around her neck. If it's a male, you can tie a little hat on his head. But once he spot the mud, huh? The hat is gone and the bow is muddy because he in it rolling. Because he like mud. Why is it that's the same way we are in our flesh? We love sin. Knowing that it's killing us. Knowing there's no future in it. But we still are waller in it. Because your flesh be craving for it. Because your, your flesh is under control. And your flesh is a Fugitive from God. So you're a fugitive on the run. Hiding from God. But as Jonah, you can't hide. Jonah thought he had hid, but God found where he was. In the bottom of the ship. He wasn't at the top of the ship, y'all. He was at the bottom of the ship, hiding. Come on, somebody. To God had him thrown overboard and had a Fish there waiting on him. Hmm. Got One guy gonna try to tell me he couldn't have been a fish that swallowed him because if he had swallowed him, it had been he would have been dead. That fish did exactly what God told him to do, when to do it, and how to do it, and how to keep him alive so he can see what God wanted him to do. And then I said, well, how are you going to, what kind of justification you going to do give me on this one when God told the fish to go to the shore and puke him up on dry land? Huh? That means that the fish got more sense to obey God than we do. Come on, somebody. Creation is in control and man is out of control. It ain't nothing, it ain't the work, it ain't. It ain't the literal world, the dirt, the tree, <laughs> and the water. It is the man that destroyed the dirt, the tree, and the water. Come on, somebody. So those things that you hate to do, 
Guess what? Your bad habits got you doing them. Because it's keep calling you and you keep coming back. 16 verse says, If then I do that which I would not, I consent under the law that it is good. If I keep doing that which is no good, I consent that the law says that I'm a sinner. So that makes the law good and me bad. Huh? The law came to show you where you really stand. And the law showed us that we all was in a dark place needing God. 17 verse. Now then it is no more I that do it. But the sin that dwelleth in me. It's no more your soul that's sinning. It's you sinning. Sending your soul to hell. Your soul is reaping the consequences. Of your desires in your flesh. That are out of control. Because guess what? Your flesh knows that it's going back to the dirt. But your soul has got to pay the consequences of what your flesh did. If you don't get it in control and get out of the habits that it's in. Hmm. Your soul probably shouting out to God name. Kill her before she kill me. Tell man. Your soul is probably asking God to get rid of you before you get rid of him. Because the soul is going to have to pay the consequences for what you do. Amen. 18 verse says, For I know that in me, that is, he said, that's in your what? Make sure you understand that he said, in your flesh. Dwell it. Ain't nothing good about you in your flesh. There's nothing you can do in your flesh that you can please God. There's nothing you can do in your flesh that can reap you salvation. Absolutely nothing. Because your flesh is a sin for nature. Your flesh always tells you, you're going to do what you want to do. And most of y'all flesh tell you, you grown. How can you get groaning in God? Uh, somebody, somebody know, somebody tell me, how can you be groaning in God? If you think you is, he's going to show you you ain't. Come on, somebody. Oh, he can break us down. God can break us down to the lowest turn. Ooh, Lord, hammer. He can break you. He done broke kings down where he had them eating grass and growing claws. And hair was so long, they looked like an animal. And he was a king, a royal king out of the palace. And he wind up sleeping out under the stars, stretching like a dog. So then he said, for to will present with me. Oh, hey, it's, look here. The will is present with us, y'all. 
the word of God is present with us. The will is present with us. Amen. And he said, about how to perform that which is good, I find not. You know what? Because you know the only way you can perform that which is good is you got to eat this here. You got to eat it. Come on, somebody. That which is right. I can, I, I can will what is right, but I can't perform it. You know, there are some good things, some good values that we've held on to from, from, from our, our parents. But you know what? As you got older, you found out, you, you found it very hard to keep on doing those good values. You start venturing out on your own, doing your own thing. Because guess what? You didn't have to have mama to tell you that you're going to get a whooping if you keep. Huh? So you lost sight on them good values. Because you became grown. Huh? I ain't going out there plat no more, switches no more. I'm grown. Y'all remember them days? Shirley! Go out down that tree and bring me two of them. Make sure they good and thick. Huh? Cause Muddy will let you know you ain't grown. Huh? It's bad, Sammy, when they make you go get your own switcher. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know what that you know what that tell me? If a lot of these parents today had to send their children out and got some will switches, they wouldn't be bad as hell today. Come on, somebody. They would know how to talk to elders. They would know how to respect folks. And there will be a lot less few of them in the graveyard at 20 years old. Am I talking to some real folk? But how to perform it? That which is good I find not. Because you won't allow the Holy Ghost to come in and teach you and lead you and guide you. You can't do none of it without the Holy Ghost. Huh? Pharisees and strides couldn't do it. Shooting in the wilderness couldn't do it. They kept stumbling and falling. Come on now. 19th verse says, For the good, oh Lord have mercy, for the good that I would do, I do not. But the evil that I always do, that's what I find myself doing. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and the 21st said, Now if that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. It's the habit, baby. It's the habit that dwells in you to keep doing it. 
And that habit is called S-I-N. And if you don't seek God to get away from it or get free from it, you're going to continue to do it. You know what you'll keep telling yourself? One more time. And I'm going to stop. One more time. I'm going to stop. When you tell yourself one more time, that's when you need to stop right there. Because if you do it one more time, you got another more time to go. Come on, somebody. And guess who got to do it? You. And upon you. You, you done come to the knowledge of the truth. And God done told you how to perform it. You got to do it. You don't do it, it ain't going to get done. You're going to keep looking around to see if God going to come. And he already did what he's going to do. He pulled you out of the dark place. Huh? He pulled you out of the dark place, set your feet on a rock, set you on a hill, gave you the light. If you're the one, you got to keep it burning. Huh? Who got a fireplace and, 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 and start their fireplace and put a couple pieces of wood on there and think it's going to burn all night? Huh? You don't do nothing but wake up and start smelling some burnt wood. And the house going to be cold. Because you didn't put enough wood on the fire. It's up to you. They built the fireplace. It's up to you to keep it burning. Come on, somebody. God gave you the Holy Ghost. It's up to you to keep the Holy Ghost on fire. Amen. Did we finish? Uh, no, we have 21. Let's read. I find then a law that when I would do good, oh, Lord, have mercy. When I would do good, evil is always present, subjecting me to listen to it and demanding me to follow it. Demanding me to do what it want me to do. And then stand back and let you think you're doing it on your own. You don't mind you taking the front. As long as you get the job done. Huh? He don't mind you think you're driving. As long as you're seeing it. That's all he wants. Amen. But the 22nd verse says... The inward man desires to do that which God wants to be done. Huh? Why do you think that when uh, that inward man wants to perform the law of God and then when we come before God and our flesh been all out of sort that we do the breakdown thing. We just fall all out because we know that that, that inward man knows that we did not perform what we should have. So guess what we do, bro? We fall out out. We fall out boohooing. Not because we're happy, huh? but because we fail. Amen. That's why David said, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Amen. For 
I endorse and delight in the law of God in my innermost self with my new nature. Wow. The new nature ought to be in control. Amen. 23rd verse says, but I see another law in my, oh, you mean it's somebody else in there too? <laughs> I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity until the law of sin, which is in my member. There is a war going on in you. The desire to do right and can't get it done. Because you got another member in there warring against your mind. Wow. Your mind is in a tug of war. To do what God say. Or do what my flesh say. Hmm? To act on God's word. Or act on what I want to do. Well, what I want to do is going to get send you to hell. Because huh? you know what? I ain't found nothing in the scripture that God said that we can do what we want to do. Once you come into the knowledge of the truth, that for we should walk therein. Amen. If you don't, he said, it bring me in the captivity. Didn't he say he came and took us out of captivity? And now you're going to throw yourself right back in captivity? You go back into captivity, you went on your own. You, didn't, you went on it with your eyes wide open. The 24th verse says, Oh, wretched man that I am. See, we got to first of all realize who we are. You got to realize who you are. You got to recognize who you are. And you got to recognize that you need the help of God. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Baby, it's going to die. And if you, don't get, if you don't get delivered from that old body of yours, you're going to die along with it. Amen. Guess what? You ain't got to die. You can sleep, but you ain't got to die. You're going to die if you don't sleep. Did, 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 did I make that clear? If we don't let God save us from this old wretched folks that we are, we're going to die. If we don't let him deliver us, we're going to die. We ain't going to sleep. We're going to die. Amen. We're not going to be like the book said over in, uh, in Thessalonians, wherever it is, that we, we don't, we're not going to die, but we're going to be asleep. The Lord come. But if we stay wretched, ain't no sleeping, baby. It's death. You can die. And anything dead ain't coming back alive. Amen. 25th verse says, And I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind, but with the flesh, the wow. In my mind, I want to do that which is right to do. 
but in my flesh it serves the law of sin. Huh? How many times you had the desire to do that which was right to do and went right on and did that what you wanted to do? Huh? I said I wasn't going to do that no more, bro. <laughs> went right on and did it anyway. Amen. Uh, go to Romans 8. Verse 1. Therefore, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after, not after the what? But after the spirit. So guess what? You got to get a spiritual thing going on in you. So that you don't obey your flesh. Now, there is no condemnation. No adjudicating guilt are wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus who live and walk not after the dictation of their flesh. Oh, so our flesh be dictating us what to do. Huh? But after the dictation of the spirit. So guess what? You're going to follow one or the other. You ain't on your own. He's been trying to let you think, make you think you've been on your own. You know, y'all, you're going to do what one or the other wants you to do. You're going to do what the spirit of error wants you to do, or you're going to do what the spirit of Christ wants you to do. You're going to do one of the two. Look how much control we've been given the spirit of error. Hmm. Second verse says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made from the law. You mean to tell me God made you a free agent? He came and freed you from everything that the law had against you. The law of sin had against you. He came and he adjudicated you and got you out of it and said you were guilty but no charge. But then we turn around and said charge me. We go right back, condemn me. Come on, somebody. Because you know what we've been down through the years, how what folks been taught. Once you got in church, you say, huh? Y'all, y'all, y'all do remember this. You got it. Once you get in the church, you 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 automatically got eternal life. Like saying you getting you license to steal. Don't you believe that junk? You got to go on to the end. He that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. 